and welcome to the third of our Scottish Opera special podcasts. And today I'm talking to David Kettle, the programme editor for Scottish Opera. Hello, David. Hi, Esther. How are you? I'm well. I'm Good. well. And I'm very interested in this because okay. I do think that the programmes for Scottish Opera are, are really excellent. Thank and you very um, much. We'll try our best. It's one of the few that I keep a hold Good. of, you know, Good. they don't just go in the back of the car as I uh, drive away. So Good. explain a little bit about your role as programme editor. Well, I've, I've only been doing the role for a year for a start, so I'm still fairly fresh to it myself, so it's basically one season that I've done so far. Um, so what I do is the main stage opera programmes, which are the kind of the, the big ones and the more elaborate ones with several articles in them, going into things in quite a lot of depth. But then also do the programmes for the operas in concert, do programmes for a few education projects, um, concerts given by the orchestra, other sort of smaller things like that. And I've also been looking after the um, the magazine called Brio, which might not be that familiar to a wider audience, mm-hmm. but it's kind of primarily for sort of funders and sponsors and supporters, that that kind of thing. So it's All quite right. a it's quite a it's quite a sort of broad, broad role, but very interesting, very, very interesting. What strikes me about the programme is, is it's not just purely um, here's Act 1, here's Act 2, here's yeah. your interval and, you know, that's it. Um, there's lots of extra information on, in particular, I'm thinking about the the, um, the Magic Flute recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you strike that balance? Because I take it you can't just go, I'm going to do a 300-page yeah, programme yeah, and there's all sorts yeah. of considerations. Yeah. There. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because it's kind of... It, one of the I'll, I'll coming, I will come back to your yeah. question, but um, you know I'm kind of aware of other opera companies around the world, and you, you look at some of the programs that that they put out, and they really are almost 300 page, wow. massive, great, great things with the, with the whole libretto and sort of academic articles and music analyses and you know very very elaborate things. Right. I I don't think I don't think we'd have the money to do anything mm-hmm. like that, but I don't think it would necessarily be appropriate or or that that wanted. I was thinking about this beforehand and without getting too sort of pretentious about it, it kind of it kind of struck me. It's interesting you saying about not not throwing them into the back of the car mm. and all that. Because it's I suppose that's something that I hadn't consciously thought of before, that you you kind of thinking of these programmes as stuff that information that, that the audience needs to know and they need to have available to them on the night yep. like who's singing what who, who these people are who did it who directed it all of that stuff that they're, they're going to find useful on the night in terms of what this is what it's about what happens who these characters are that kind of thing but then probably quite a bit of information that they're going to go hopefully going to go away and find useful afterwards and yeah. read about afterwards or think about if it's something if they've wanted to, uh, you know, to devote that amount of time and money to seeing a production like this, that actually it will have some kind of impact on them, and they'll want to sort of think about it more, think about different angles, look at different aspects of the context, or that kind of thing, and that's where some of the some of the other articles come in. So I guess that's the kind of general sort of thinking behind them. And it, so there's a fair level of research involved. I there guess. is, there is, yeah. Um, it kind of varies. Um, the Magic Flute was an interesting example. Actually, a, a relatively straightforward example. A, because the production already exists and it's a, yeah. it's a revival, so we know what it's like, we know what the production is like, what the thinking is behind the production, that kind of thing. So that, that sort of answers a lot of questions immediately. 
Um, when it's a new production, it's interesting actually because we've just this morning had a, a sort of presentation from the director of Nixon in China yeah. coming up at the start of 2020. Um, and from that, well, actually, that's another slightly complicated example because that's, a, that's another version that actually already exists because it's already, it's already been, been put on. But um, if it's a production that doesn't exist, for example, Catch Cabanova that we, that we had earlier in the season, it is a case of talking in quite a lot of depth with the director about what their thinking is, what kind of material might support it in an appropriate way, what kind of things we should be talking about, what kind of aspects of not only the opera and the, 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 the composer and the context and all of that of its time, but also of their thinking about the production, what mm. they're trying to sort of convey, what aspects they're trying to focus on or look at, or if they're trying to surprise the audience by approaching it in a particularly unusual way or something like that. So there's, there's quite a lot of sort of discussion about, about that. And I, I, I mean, I can kind of go away and come up with ideas for you know, articles based on a, on a particular opera that, you know, I might find interesting that might not, not have anything at all to do yeah. with the way that that director is, is thinking about it and they may be focusing on something quite different. So it's a sort of conversation that happens between us, I guess. And do you have to write the synopsis of each act? Is it good? No, synopsis is probably the wrong word, but no, you can break down of it. Generally, generally, sometimes sometimes the directors actually prefer to do that themselves mm-hmm. because, again, they've they've got a particular slant on it. Or, or actually, sometimes it has. I can't think of examples, but it has happened where there are aspects of the plot that they may be interpreting in a slightly different way, or or not focusing on that. So if we say that this happens actually on stage, it's not quite going to happen like that. I can't yeah. think of an example. But generally, yeah, generally, it's me that that, that will put them together. I mean. It's not. That's not that challenging a thing to do because these, because these, you know, these these synopses already exist and there are the, the works are quite well known and you can sure. have recordings and scores. Yeah. And obviously, we sort of we sort of know them already. I was thinking about um, the kind of contemporary ones, perhaps on the first time that they've been put yes. on. Yes. Where yeah. um, it's you want to give people yeah. an idea of where they are at a certain time, but you don't want to spoil. Yes, but it was interesting. We had that conversation about Anthropocene. Some people in the creative team thinking that we should really tell the whole plot Mm. in the in the uh, program in a lot of detail because obviously it's a new opera. People wouldn't know anything about it. Wouldn't know what to expect. And then other people saying, "Well, but hang on, it's all it's all very clear when you're in the theatre when you're seeing it." Yeah, and it's and plus the fact that it's essentially a thriller, so you don't Mm. want to start. Giving everything away. Well, that's exactly the one I was thinking well, there of. You go, yeah. Because um, yeah. when you have uh, um, the, at the end, there was gent when the night I was there anyway. Yeah. There was a real intake of breath, <laughs> and we were going, "Oh my goodness!" And I think that because yeah. you do flick through the yeah, program yeah. beforehand, and you know what's coming up next, or whatever, and that would have just been, wouldn't have been the case. I think if yeah. there had been detailed with what would happen. We we kind of went for a sort of middle middle mm. way in the in the end, and sort of thought. We, we can't we can't just I think at one stage we're even contemplating saying there's an expedition in the Arctic they make a, a, a unaccountable strange discovery in the ice dot 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. which which would could be plausible but 
I would hardly count as a synopsis, really. I'm not sure you can really call that a synopsis. It's a sort of introduction. Do you find that there's expectations of people about what they expect from a programme? I think... I think there is, but at the same time, I think it's sort of... It's kind of fairly well established across opera and also sort of classical music yeah, and all, yeah. all of that. I think it's sort of... It's, it's interesting because I've just been, since sort of finishing off the, the Magic Flute programme and sort of finishing off that season, I've been having a look at what other opera companies are doing. Sure. And it is quite surprising how similar programmes right. are. Certainly in Britain, it's it's quite surprising how similarly we all, we all approach things. And you sort of think... There's probably a reason for that, which yeah. is that, that that's what people expect to have and that's what's useful to them. Um, I think that there are... I, I think there's a there's an argument for almost surprising people sometimes yeah, yeah. with some of the content and almost giving them something that they're, they're not almost not quite sure why it's there. Mm-hmm. Um but that hopefully will make some sense when they've seen the opera or when they've thought about it or when they've realised what that production is 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 doing or the kind of the, the, the themes or the or the, the angles on the opera that it's taking. I'm not thinking of the um, the article about sacrifice mm-hmm. by Richard Holloway um, that we had in the Anthropocene programme that was sort of a bit I know it raised a few eyebrows and it was a bit of a, a bleak slant on one of the themes of the opera um, but we sort of thought this is this is quite I mean it, it, you know it is a key theme of the opera yeah and he was a very good person to, to, to write about it from his particular perspective and I think it was it was an interesting way of being slightly provocative in a in a sort of Hopefully, a sort of stimulating way that that you know the opera goers would would read this and think, oh, well, this is this is an interesting theme in the context of the opera. I wonder what I think about it, and I wonder how it ties in with what I'm being presented with on stage and how I'm viewing that, how I'm seeing that, yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, that's it's those unexpected pieces which I find so interesting yeah. that you think, oh. Um, can't think off the top of my head, but you know, something which just adds a little bit more to what you yeah. have seen. Yeah. Um, and you, you do take away, and most of the productions are, you know, don't just leave you when you walk out, they really yeah, stay with exactly. you. Yeah, and you kind of do yeah. want to, you know, I mean, I yeah. have seen myself get home and open up and just say, right, what well, I want to know more about why this has been put yeah. on, apart from anything yeah. else, yeah. and the context of it. It's interesting that because that, that brings up another question, which is about the kind of the directors actually writing or sort of almost speaking to the audience directly in the programme. Yeah. And sometimes they're very keen to, sometimes they're very keen not to. They just they just want the work to, to sort of speak for itself. And you know, obviously I can you know, you you can see both arguments completely that sometimes people want to lay out their vision and lay out their plans and say this is this is the way I'm approaching it this is why this is what I think is important and mm-hmm. all that and other people are really just wanting to say well just just engage with what I'm what I'm making not with what I'm saying about what I'm making so we that's another thing we sort of have a bit of both with with that and some um yeah and some, some directors are quite are quite keen to, to to be quite open about it it's it's interesting actually, Tom Allen has written an introduction to the original staging of the Magic Flute back in 2012 mm-hmm. or 2013. Um, 
and wrote a new introduction for this one, in which he really goes into quite a lot of detail about the very specific things that inspired him yeah. about Glasgow and about That's right. you know, all kinds of different aspects of the city and about his own childhood and all of that. And then other other directors will just be much more sort of vague about just sort of ideas and that kind of thing. It's very it's very interesting, and and you know I think that's that's fine. I think that's that's really yeah. good that that's a, you know it's a different way of approaching their creative minds and all of that. And the more traditional ones, the ones yeah. that have been uh, adapted in all so many different ways. How do you find coming up with something new to to see well, that? That that's a, that's an interesting question because I um, I'm in I'm in a I suppose I'm in a sort of slightly better position with that having only been in the yeah. for a year sure. so uh, so I know quite a lot of these things are uh, revivals and have been done before for example Tosca has been done yeah. several times before um, but they're kind of new to me in this in this context and in this role so I can approach them. Sort of slightly fresh, but yeah. I know I know one of the things that my predecessor was saying was I'm kind of starting to run out of ideas. <laughs> well, I've, I've sort of I, you know I've 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 been through this sort of you know yes, yeah. twice already sort of thing. So you know he, he had been involved for, for quite a long time. So yeah. So how did you how did you come to this role? <gasps> how did I come to this role? Well, I've, I I suppose through writing some of the program mm-hmm. notes myself I mean I've written several in the past and I've done quite a lot of I suppose my my sort of personal sort of like and all that is would be for more sort of 20th century and contemporary mm-hmm. work uh, and I've written several program notes for those operas that have been on for the trial and for Devil Inside and uh, oh, I can't remember. So yeah. quite, quite, quite a few others, um, and I guess it was it was through that that I sort of get got to know the company slightly from the inside. Got mm-hmm. got aware of what was what was going on, and when I did hear that my predecessor Ian, who had been in the role for a very long time and done absolutely amazing work, um, was 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 moving on to to new things. It was it was you know I thought this would be an interesting role to move into see what so it was a kind of love of contemporary and modern opera and being a writer anyway that yeah. you, kind of, you were asked to kind of get involved there or not not specifically I mean I, I was I was aware I mean Ian told me I, I was aware that, that he was moving on to do other right. things so it was it was kind of just thinking oh well you know I wonder if this is something that they might be looking for somebody let's Let's explore this. I mean, I you know in the in in kind of my broader life and all that, I'm I'm generally a, a, this is this is only a freelance yeah. only a freelance this is a freelance yeah, sure. position. It's not I mean it's not a full time position by any means, and I'm very much sort of in and out of the company in and out of the office as required. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sort of balancing this with other other things that I'm doing as well. Um, so it's you know that's that's a sort of bit of a change for me as well, taking on a, a role that is quite is, is actually although it's not full time, it's it's still pretty it's big. Well it's quite developed, a lot of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a lot to do, which is great. Because um, as we've established, talking to uh, other people, is the, the opera season. Yes, twelve months. It's kind of yeah. not. A, yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of I sort of had a break. I mean, I I my my busy time sort of ended in. I don't know, sort of mid-April, end of April, to get the, with the, getting the Magic Flute program 
uh, done and to print. But of course, that that run is that's, that's got a very long run going to quite a lot of different venues. Um, and the temptation is obviously for me now to sort of think, oh, that's my that's my summer, that's my break. Yeah. But actually, no, you know, there's there's things coming up in in August, September, and October which need to be done now. So it's always, I suppose, that's the other thing about the role. It's always working quite far ahead mm. of the actual performances coming out. It's always, you know, like like I've said on, you know, we're thinking about next in China now, essentially. So it's always sort of looking quite quite far ahead. On a practical level, yeah. then you've got to get um, the biographies of the people who are involved yep. and all of that in. Um, how close to um, publishing is that done? Because obviously things can change. Yeah, um, those those things don't tend to change too much. I'm trying to think of it of something that that, that may change. Um, I mean, it goes. We're, we're tending to work on them. I guess we start working on them maybe uh, a couple of months before it before the production opens, um, and then we're finally putting putting the final touches to them maybe two to three weeks before the production opens, right, okay. just to, to give it time to 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 go to the printers and physically be printed and then delivered and distributed and all that all that kind of thing. Um, the, the the biographies they do change they do, yeah they do change a little bit I mean it's 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 mainly a case of dealing with the singers and the and the other artists agents who should have up to date versions, versions yeah. and should have the most up to date information and they always get to see what's what's going into the program about them anyway so we can yeah. always make changes and, and add any last minute additions that and I guess by that different. point the the singers and, and who's involved is pretty set then, this is yeah there. yeah this is the thing I mean that that kind of information is done the, the, just the, the sort of the bare bones of who's singing what and all that mm-hmm. is is set fairly far in advance and that doesn't tend to change too much I mean for, for example the magic flute that was not only has a huge cast but because it was going to quite a few venues over quite a long period of time, actually had two possible people singing different roles in different venues at different times. So actually, made the biographies there really, really quite quite extensive. So uh, it's a matter of bringing all that together as well. Yeah. Um, and are you involved with the design of it at all? To a certain extent, yeah, we do have two designers. We have a design manager and a designer who both who both work on it as well. I mean, their roles are well. The, the, I mean, the, there's the there's the the question of simply laying it out yeah. in, as as a layout and styling it up using the right fonts, using the right colours, all all that business, which I don't do. I do. I tend. I just work with the with the text. Just just sort of work with the. Uh, I, I, I'm just as an aside, having worked yeah. in other areas, I know that companies have set fonts that they use. And exactly. is, is it something like it's that? All, it's all that kind of thing, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it makes it makes a lot of sense because you wouldn't want to... I mean, whereas something like the cover, you might expect it to look a bit different for each production depending on mm-hmm. what it is. You know, you wouldn't want to open up the insides and just find a, a completely di- different looking thing if you were coming to more than one opera. Yeah, so yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense for sure. it to be... In Scottish Opera's sort of identity, it's it's a general mm. sort of design identity. Um, then another, actually thinking about the uh, working with the directors on the articles, another another sort of 
area where we liaise quite closely is about the kind of imagery and that sort of thing, which is a whole other, a whole other area, um, which can be, and that's something that I will work with the designers on, mm-hmm. but also liaise with the director about, or, and, and the designer of the production for that matter. And again, there, we might be looking at things that are quite literally... Uh, showing some aspect of the production, like, like a, I think we had an old picture of Papageno or something, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of a, yeah. from, a, from an original production in the 18th century or whatever. Um, but then we, we might also be looking for quite oblique things, maybe sort of images that have inspired the, the designer or things that people might look at and then when they see the production, realise the connection, realise what it's... You know why it was why we've used that in the program that we don't necessarily particularly explain in the program. I don't right. necessarily, you know, point to and say we're showing you this picture because the designer thought that this was very influential in their views or whatever. But hopefully, so it could be a colour scheme, or it could be something that's actually yeah. in the production. Well, we used to, we used to. I mean, one example I can think of is we used a really quite a striking still from Stalker, the film by Tarkovsky. Oh yeah, in the Catcher Kabanova program. Yeah. Um, simply because that was a film that the, the director and the designer both said we're, we're quite sort of heavily inspired by this in the production, the look of it, the whole sort of feel of it. But again, it's 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 you know it's a picture of a man sort of almost lying face down in a puddle with a dog next to him, and it's it's quite dark. It's quite <laughs> sort of what's going on here. But you know, you you sort of you see the production and you think, oh yeah, I can this is that's the same sort of mood. It's that sort of claustrophobic decaying sort of end of things kind of feeling to it. And I guess that's another aspect of how much you want to explain in a programme yeah. and how you want to leave for other yeah. people to work out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there's a kind of there's a line to be drawn in not signposting too much, not sort of patronising the readers or the audience members in terms of really sort of pointing out things and making making things very yeah. very obvious but at the same time not being too obscure and too esoteric about you know crazy ideas or whatever which I I, I think we we tread quite a, a efficient yeah. line on that I think, I think but it is an interesting line because you have this um, a traditional aspect to the opera and as we're seeing there's now uh, more contemporary work coming in, but even in the design yeah. and the discussions yeah. and all of those things, there's more contemporary yeah. takes yeah. on it. Yeah, and um, again, you probably you know you want people to have something memorable, but then you maybe don't want to alienate. Yeah, well. no, exactly. And I think there's I think there's uh, there's things that you can do to uh, to provide in sort of pictorially and in in terms of the design to provide context and to provide images that might again be sort of stimulating or provocative in the context of that production or might sort of illuminate aspects of that production uh, without necessarily sort of draw, you know, being overt about the links yeah. or being overt about why you're, why you're doing it. I mean, actually, the Magic Flute is another, another joy to work on in that, in that sense because... The fact that um, Tom was very, very clear about being inspired by sort of industrial Glasgow yeah, and yeah, shipyards yeah. and all of this kind of thing just meant pictorially there was just such a, exactly such a richness of, 
images to which we which we really went for. We just thought, well, you know, let's let's go for it. Let's use some really lovely pictures and really striking images and I think it's come out very strongly as a result. Have you ever gone with a design of something and the director said, oh no, that's that's not what I wanted to tell Not personally, but then I have only been, yeah. only been around for a year. <laughs> there is I, time. I, I know it's happened. I know that has happened. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I guess that's, that, that's something that could easily come about yeah. in terms of, you know, you, you have your own ideas about what an opera is about or What's, what's important about it and then, then the yeah. director actually thinks completely differently and they're exploring a completely different sort of theme a different idea hopefully you've got enough um, enough ideas about their way of viewing it that you you know it will sort of limit that happening but um, yes I, I'm, I'm sure that will that'll be happening <laughs> no, I was just point. thinking about my, uh, my time in publishing and oh, t- yeah. taking various covers to a writer and went, oh, I hate them same. all <laughs> well there's a lot of psychology in that as well yeah. in terms of sort of you know you give you give someone 20 possibilities and yeah. none of them will be right you give them one possibility and the, the Richard Holloway piece you mentioned, yes. was that written specifically for? That's interesting. Yeah. And, and is that common, that someone would write something specifically for an, an opera, for production? It's, it's, it's universal. They're all the, all the, as far as I know, as far as, as I think I'm, don't think I'm talking out of turn mm-hmm. there, I think everything that we... Yeah, and no, I guess what I mean is, um, yeah, I, I suppose I had it in my head that it might be taken from something he'd written elsewhere. But no. it, that wasn't no. That wasn't. I, think I can I can I can understand that that you you might think that. But no, it wasn't actually. We just we we approached him and said, "Would you be interested? This is the this is the opera. This is the thinking. You know that kind of thing." He was he was really quite interested. In so I guess to flip ideas, that so. on its head, yeah. you, you never take an essay, you never find an essay or something which is relevant and think, "Oh, this would be perfect to use." I well, again, I've only yeah. been involved for a year, so I so I, so I haven't done that myself yet. Um, I don't think it's been done in the past, not to, not to my knowledge. I, I sort of feel like there may be occasions when that might be appropriate if it was a very, very, very high-profile author that was never going to do anything specially for us but would, would allow us to use an excerpt yeah. from something that was absolutely perfect for the, for a particular aspect or a director said, I, you know, I really feel like we need to use an excerpt from this book or something like that, I guess... We could we could conceivably look at that. Yeah, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't rule it out. But I don't. I think it's quite nice to have original. Oh, content. definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Better, generally, uh, and that's what we would, you know, generally do. Yeah, I think that's the that's the kind of supposition that we we feel like we're giving people stuff that they, so, they can't get elsewhere. That, you know. So you've got the the director who will often write a piece, and it could be of yeah. varying length. It could be yeah. a, a page, and it yeah. could be a more substantial. Yeah. You have. Um, I mean, do you write pieces yourself? Do you do? Your I own? have done. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did the 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 main introductory article for Anthropocene, mainly because I knew Stuart and Louise, mm-hmm. Stuart McCray and Louise Welsh, who, who wrote it, from having done the article on their previous offer. So it was. I sort of felt like well, I was in a position to 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 talk about it from a sort of position of knowledge. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily particularly sort of grab things myself. I think it's better to to go to people who I think are, are going to be probably better informed than me about about a particular composer or repertoire or. But you know, I guess that kind of thing. That's interesting. Is the third? How do you identify that third group? I mean, did did you or Louise or Stuart know that Richard 
light opera or understood what the themes were or just very interested in the different people that write for a programme yeah. so you've got your director's yeah. POV you've got your yeah. own uh, maybe article and then you maybe have a third party yeah. who um, you, you approach I presume to see yes. would you write a piece on this yeah so I mean that can it, that's it's quite interesting actually because that I guess we would have um a, a main article in each programme which tends to be fairly uh, fairly sort of general that almost sounds negative but fairly sort of generally looking at that opera looking at its context looking at the composer the history of this about exactly yeah. what, what this is what this what this piece is and why it was written and what happened to it what it's about and you know that kind of thing and for those it's I guess it's a matter of approaching people who have a, uh, a specialism in that particular area of opera, it's fairly in romantic opera or baroque opera or goodness knows what contemporary opera or whatever, that they might have something to say about it, they might have some particular you know, insight into that, into yeah. that area. Um, it's when you get to the, the other articles that life becomes more tricky and more interesting. Yes. That it could, they could really be about anything. So, like, I'm already today thinking about Nixon in China and yeah. thinking about the, even the themes that, that, that the work throws out, let alone the, the, the ideas that the director has got about how he's going about, about staging it, um, which, could, you know, could bring in any number of different angles, different ways of thinking about the themes and thinking about the history or America or China yeah. or... Chinese. You might get that three hundred page. This is it. This is it. I mean, it could, you know, it could, it could, you know, it could go anywhere. And it, to be honest, it's, it's the same with with anything. It's the same with with any of these things. You you could, you know, look at anything. If you if you start thinking about anything tangentially, you think, well, you know, what what is a theme out of this opera? Yeah. Could we could we could we expand it? Could we explore it? Would it give insights? Would it would it shine a different light on things? It's it's. And, but that's the you know that's the fun of it. That's the joy of it. It's that's great. And. Uh, you, you're not just involved with the main productions, you know, we've got the touring yes. ones and things like that as well. Yes, yeah. Those are, without, again, without wanting to sort of do them down, those are more straightforward in that in the, the, the programmes are less elaborate. Yeah. Um, so for the operas in concert, we tend to do a sort of smaller version of the, of the sort of big main stage uh, opera programmes with just one sort of main article in it, which is talking about the work and talking about the history and that kind of thing. Still, still something substantial and worthwhile and informative and all of that. But we tend not to go for the sort of the subsidiary. The, yeah, yeah. Mainly because they're I know so much stuff. Then this they're kind of stage, but stage less, much less elaborately, obviously. Yeah. Um, so there's in terms of the staging, there's much less to to talk about with those. Uh, and then there's yes, and there's things like the um, of highlights tour, which again is is more about the repertoire that's being performed and giving a little bit of insight into that. Uh, the singers who are taking part, those kind of things. It's sort of it's it's again it, it, it sounds negative, but it's kind of it's, it's more functional. It's more sort of you know. But actually, with those, that's not entirely fair. We do still have the um, director's instructions yeah. into how they're going about 
bringing this together, what they're trying to say, what's, what, they're, what they're looking at, what they're trying to explore. That, that and it's a lot of information to get into those little paragraphs to say this yes. song you know, has been performed yeah, yeah, only yeah, this yeah, amount yeah. of time and it was yeah. here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, we're, we're wanting to sort of provide that kind of information for people. And I guess it's, it's all the way through, it's finding, it's sort of what we were talking about before, it's finding a balance between... Um, wanting to provide the information, wanting to wanting to make it as open and as accessible as possible to, to, to people who might be new to it, but at the same time talking to people on a, on a sort of a, a high enough level that, that they're not going to feel patronised, they're sure. not going to feel like we're just, you know, talking down to them or spoon-feeding yeah. them stuff that they already know, Yeah, that sort of thing. And again, you may not be able to answer this, but do you have you a programme that from the coming season that you're particularly excited about what? Mm. Um, well, from from today, Nixon in China, definitely only because of that, so that's now fresh in my mind. And there's kind of all sorts of ideas about, yeah, no, about what uh, what we what we might be able to do with that one in terms of not just the themes that the opera deals with, but the way that the director is approaching it and the way that it's being staged as well. It's, there's sort of quite a lot that could be talked about in those terms, which could be could be quite interesting. I mean, they're all they're all really interesting, and I know the um, I haven't really discussed it with him yet, but I know the the director of um, the Gondoliers and mm-hmm. Limited as well, Stuart Maunder, has lots of ideas for for why those works are significant, what they say, all all kinds of different different ways of looking at them. So that's going to be a really interesting one to, to kind of kick off and, and yeah, have lots of so. ideas going going around. But I mean all of them are gonna be are gonna be really interesting. Is that they're all they're all interesting in in the in their different ways to be honest. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they are quite different projects. Again, I, I guess like the experience of going to the opera itself, you will go you will go and it's essentially the same thing you're experiencing. It's it's an orchestra and people singing on stage and the staging and all that. But actually, the experience you have is very, very different depending on the subject matter, the idiom, when it was written, how it's being staged, all of that kind of thing. And it's the same with working on the programmes, really. Well, as someone who uh, writes reviews, I find them invaluable. Fantastic. <laughs> Good. So that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> um, so, David, thank you very much for talking today. Not at all. You're very welcome. Thank you. And we'll be back soon with someone else from Scottish Opera. Cheers. Mm-hmm.